Live from Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. All right, it is Friday, Friday, August 27, 2021. Welcome, welcome back to the show. Uh, I should actually just welcome myself back to the show uh, after being out for a couple of days. And yeah, I, uh, I, I apologize, but I too am a human. And, uh, you know, I wasn't feeling all that well. What was it, Tuesday? Tuesday was our last show, I believe we did. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, you know how you just try to get through the day, uh, enjoy the day up in big bear, uh, you know, big sexy and I went up there and joined our day. Wasn't feeling a hundred percent, but you know, you just get through it. Like, okay, today's just kind of a crappy day and, and all that. Come back, do the show. And then uh, I was starting to relax after the show and I, I took my temperature and, um, it was a, a little bit higher than I expected. And I was still just feeling very, I don't know, just very out of it, like exhausted, which with as many things I have on my plate, I expect to be exhausted. And so uh, I went to bed that night and uh, woke up a few hours later and just in sweats. And uh, I took my temperature again. It got up to 101.7. And uh, yeah, I was... Uh, I was uh, I was completely out of it, so I decided to go ahead and uh, get some Nyquil, you know, double shot, triple shots, some Tylenol, PM, thousand milligram, seemed to do the job. So, um, you know, I got through it. Didn't go to the doctors. Don't. Everybody's like, oh, you better go get tested. Got to get tested. I, if, if it was going to be prolonged, obviously, I would go go ahead and take care of that and try to see what the hell's going on, but. Uh, I would say within 24 hours, uh, you know, kind of got back to normal. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, I doubt that it was COVID. Maybe it was. I don't know. Um, but, you know, Big Sexy seems to be fine. I mean, he's uh, welcome to the show. In fact, Big Sexy. So he's, he's doing okay. And uh, so we're, str- you know, I just been taking it easy and stuff like that. Haven't really been keeping up too much on what's going on uh, around and about. I know everyone's probably everybody was probably expecting me to go on last night, no matter what, after the abysmal news out of Afghanistan. Uh, so I will start with talking about that. And, uh, you know, as you, as you are all well aware, uh, unfortunately, 13 men and women of our armed services were basically assassinated yesterday by what are, what appears to what are they claiming to be ISIS ISIS K? I don't know where this K come from. Is this something new? I mean, is there like are they starting to be like the LGBTQ plus? I, I don't know, but apparently uh, Joe Biden in his wonderful press conference where uh, he basically blamed President Trump and uh, spoke briefly about his son uh, Bo a little bit. He called them ISIS K. And I'm like, I don't know where the K came from, but anyways, uh, it's a very sad, uh, sad day even today uh, after knowing about what happened yesterday. And uh, it's it's a complete embarrassment. And, you know, we're we're living in a time to where our government is more concerned 
They're more concerned about the Green New Deals. They're more concerned about, let's see, CRT. They're more mm-hmm. concerned about that type of bullshit over the, the lives of our men and women that are serving to protect our country. And I have a big problem with that. And the biggest thing I see out of everything is no matter what, Joe is really good at one thing and one thing alone. And that is just turning his back, whether it be turning his back on questions being asked by the news media, whether it be turning his back on American men and women serving our military forces. It's uncalled for. Uh, I was really, really heated, you know, higher. My temperature was higher than what the thermometer was reading, to be honest with you, when I heard about the news in Afghanistan. And in especially knowing that he, we as a country and his administration had intelligence that something bad was going to happen. Yet he's going to rely on the Taliban, not, not our own armed forces to make sure our men and women are safe, but he's going, he is going to, and he continues to rely on the Taliban forces who now, you know, I'm not sure if you have gotten a chance. But uh, over on social media, you can see the uh, Taliban. Uh, I think they're operating uh, a Black Hawk helicopter on the runway. I don't know if you got a chance to see that, but uh, it's it's just very frustrating. And uh, I I could go on and on, but I'm not going to. You mean the same Taliban that has the kill list, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So so I'm confused. I'm starting to hear about this kill list now. From what I understood. It was a list that uh, the administration or you know the intelligence community had given the Taliban to make sure that those people got through without harm, right? Correct. That's what I understand it to be. But not, but I, I'm hearing this kill list thing. Where, where is that? Is that like, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, make sure you kill these people? Well, that, that is what it's being construed as by the media uh, and by his opponents that, you know, hey, you just gave the Taliban a list of Americans that are trapped in Afghanistan. Now they know who to go out and kill when there are no soldiers to protect them. And that's kind of how it's, it's come about in my understanding of it. Right. And, and then, uh, you know, hacky sack, you know, you know, the circle back girl, she, she goes on to say how every, she, and, and I, and I want to say a quote unquote, every American that wants to get out is in communications with the administration or the intelligence to make sure that they get out. I'm, I'm sorry, not- but you know what? I can call anybody I want in the world on the phone, but that doesn't mean my ass is leaving this chair. It, it makes no sense. You know, just because they're in communication with somebody, what are you doing to aggressively and actively get them out of that situation? Talk to them all you want. It's not going to make a difference. Well, I, I continue to go back to the whole thing, and you hear this from both Biden and Hacky Sack, that they continue to say to those Americans who want to leave. And I'm thinking, who the fuck would want to stay? Yeah, they're trying to cover their behinds in a big way, aren't they? So it sounds to me like they know that they're going to leave American men and women there, and they're just going to go on and say, oh, well, they didn't want to come back. Yep. That's what they're going to go to. I, I oh. guarantee it. And, and uh, earlier this afternoon, I had got a blurb saying that the administration is now informed that there's another planned attack that's going to happen in, a, in Kabul. 
Yeah, I saw that. And so at what point does Joe Biden grow a pair and send some American troops to make sure our men and women are safe? I don't think it's going to happen. Wow. That's uh that's very unfortunate and uh that's that's one of the reasons why uh you know this afternoon I I stumbled acro- across this. And if you uh, love buying flags, be sure to go to amazon.com and I, by no way am I uh getting any type of uh you know any money from you buying this or I I'm not selling it I have no idea who is. But it's the message that counts. It's a fuck Biden flag. And uh, as you can see, if you're over on the uh, DLive.tv, you can see what it looks like. And uh, it's a black flag. And then underneath the fuck Biden, it says in smaller print, and fuck you for voting him in. Uh, And fuck you for voting for him. (laughs) I kind of feel like that ought to be the bigger of the print. Yeah, I think that's right. (laughs) Because we wouldn't have to worry about the first line if it wasn't for the second line. Exactly. And uh, whoever, whoever's making those, I, I'm sure, is making an, an arm. What do they call it? An uh, arm and a leg or making make, a killing? Making a killing. Which yeah. is probably not an appropriate. That is not appropriate. Now that it came out no. of my lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Spicoli said Biden said Americans will be left behind. Wish, I didn't hear him say that. I wish we could uh, Spicoli, choose uh, which Americans. I know a couple of them he, I'd like to see. He said he, he was drawing a comparison between, uh, like, in Vietnam back in uh, the little co- covert fucking operations down, like, in Panama. Uh, so he, he's, I can't so remember. He's, he was drawing, just making comparisons through other wars and saying that we will, that America, the United States will not be able to get every American out of this fucking shithole that he's fucking got us in. And he made it very nonchalant that we, we won't be able to get every American out. And that's just the way it is. If you go back and look at, you know, he started, that's when he started comparing them. It really fucking pissed me the fuck off. That was like two days ago. He said that a couple days ago. Because I do hear that uh, lately, you know, he's been saying, uh, we'll get all the Americans out that want to get out. Yeah, he's been saying that. And it's like what you just fucking said. Who the fuck wants to stay? Yeah, sign me up, man. Give me a fucking ticket on my ride over there. Well, you know, let me, I, go, I, let me go over there and let's fucking sign me up. Give me an address. Mm-hmm. Give me a fucking Adobe hut with grass, a few goats, and some chickens. Well, I heard, uh, you know, I heard, uh, you know, Kamala Harris. She, she's uh, in charge of all the foreign affairs. Maybe we should send her to uh, visit. In charge of what? I'm sorry, yeah. I'm here. Well, she's quote unquote in charge of foreign affairs, you know, because she's done a great job with the border and she's off in China uh, during all of this. So maybe we should send her over to Afghanistan, sort things out. They knew all this shit was going down. How the fuck do you think they they knew to to get all the journalists out before this bomb went off? They knew to tell everybody to get the fuck out of the airport 
minutes before this fucking bomb went off. For the dickhead walked in there and blew himself up. Yeah, it's uh, the whole the entire situation is very frustrating, and the the fact that it, you know if we still had uh, former President Trump in office, none of this shit would have occurred, in my opinion. Uh, hell, all of our military would have probably been out of there by now. Do you do you guys agree or disagree with that? Still in charge. Um, I guess. I'm not about to say that, sir. Producer Alec, you are a little bit in the matrix, my friend. Yeah, somebody was really fucked up. I'm at a friend's house. Um, I'm, can y'all hear me yeah, now? Go ahead. All right, I'm going to try Biden's response again. Yeah, what do you say about that, Biden? Um, You're a lying dog faced pony soldier. <laughs> Yep. But you know, you know, and that that was when he called that woman the lying dog faced pony soldier, but but why why are we continuing to get give this guy a pass? Yeah, and, and you know, Spicoli, what do you think if, if Trump was uh, still in office, would would they be playing the shenanigans that's going on right now? Whoever got whoever was in office because they're gonna get dealt is gonna have to take a the, the big bite of the shit sandwich. I mean, I, I think I think whoever the fuck was in office, I'd hope they would have uh, done better planning, because there's no way in hell that you would think that that you're going to withdraw from Afghanistan and think it's just going to go smooth, and you're just going to just tiptoe the fuck out through the tulips. And, and, here's, and, and grab every American and grab all of the fucking uh, all the all the men and, and women who, who helped us in through uh, interpretation and whatever else they did for us. And, and here's the thing. A lot of a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the news outlets and all that, they all want to play the blame game right now. Right. Oh, well, whose fault is it? Is it Trump's? Is it Bush's? In my opinion, it really doesn't matter. What matters is <clears throat> in office right now and what they're Correct. doing. And we see what Joe Biden and his administration is doing about it. Yeah, you know, obviously uh, not enough. One American life lost to ISIS or even to the Taliban or whomever is too many. And uh, I think it's just. It's just unfortunate, and I—I uh, I don't know. I cannot wait for the day that uh, this administration has moved on. I don't know how long it's going to take, but uh, I've, I've had enough of Joe. Uh, I don't know about you. Hey, slightly. Yes. Yeah. There is a a release here nine minutes ago that uh, we just had a drone strike over there. Yeah, I was uh, bringing that up right now. Um, it looks like uh, from Fox News, uh, from what I'm seeing. I'll bring this up over here and uh, do, 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 do. and basically uh, nine minutes ago, it says uh, more details emerge on Pentagon drone strike believed to have killed ISIS K planner. And the reports uh, a very brief report that says uh, the U S drone hit a vehicle carrying the ISIS K leader who was believed to be carrying out future attacks. A U.S. official briefed on the strike tells Fox news. 
It's not clear if the planner was involved in the suicide attack at Kabul Airport Thursday, which killed 13 U.S. service members and wounded 20 others. Uh, the ISIS-K planner was also traveling with an, quote, associate, uh, Fox News understands. Uh, the drone strike took place a few hours ago near the border of with Pakistan, the official said. Yeah. So, And that's, that's another country that unless they do something, they're never going to get a handle on the terrorism. Pakistan lets them all come over and hide. That that uh, that they do, um, and then another thing that I have uh, crossed the wire from our good friend Jeremy. It looks like uh, President, former President Trump came out with a statement. Uh, basically, he says if the Democrats could fight wars as well as as well as they execute election fraud, we would be <laughs> we would have obliterated all of our in- many enemies throughout the world and would have nothing to worry about. <laughs> Very well said. Yeah, that's pretty it, good. It doesn't matter who the fuck we kill. You could kill, like I said, we killed Bin Bin Laden. That's ten years ago, and here we here we are again, still fighting terrorism. I don't know what it takes to to well, end terrorism, but well, there's not. Ter- I don't know. In my mind, okay, and I you can. You can come back at me if you think I'm wrong. But it's kind of like terrorism is kind of like racism. We're never going to end it, unfortunately. Bad people are always going to exist in society. I I agree with you. But there's a lot. It's a mental thing happening. uh, Racial. The fucking stupid uh, terrorism. It's a mind game. It's, It's just a state of. Fucking with someone's head to scare them and freak you out. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. But um, and, and, oh, actually, you can also throw a third thing in there. It's kind of like uh, COVID nineteen. It's gonna, it's here for. It's gonna be. That's here terrorism. For, that's a form. Yeah, that I could agree be, with you. That, that's a form get, of terrorism. Once we get the evidence, it could be. Uh, I, I definitely would throw that in the bucket. But we need to get more concrete uh, information on that. Botulism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, uh, Spicola, I want to let you go. I'm going to get yeah, on some other headlines. Thank, head you, for you, thank you for having me on. Appreciate See you. Calling. All right. That was uh, Spicoli. I think that was his first time ever calling in. Welcome. Uh, thanks for calling in, brother. And uh, so, anyways, that's uh, what's going on in Afghanistan. Uh, did you want to say anything other than what we've said so far, Kurt? No, pretty up to date. Yeah. I've yeah, so far. Thank you, though. Did you watch? Did you get a chance to watch uh, Biden in his presser yesterday? No, I did not. I was busy. <sighs> Sorry. No, it's okay. He just, I, I just. It seems like anything and everything he can try to correlate with his son Bo. He goes immediately to that. Oh, I, I sympathize with the families. Uh, my son, this and that. That's just him trying to buy sympathy points from America's. In my opinion, as they say, but yeah, uh, no, no, you're it, right. He brings it up too much. Uh, you know, hey, sorry it happened, but it's not relevant in most of the things you're talking about. You know what I was looking from uh, for from him yesterday? What's that? I was looking for an apology by him <laughs> to the American people. I don't think he's apologized about anything that he's done since becoming president or even when he was VP, did he? He hasn't even apologized for his dog biting, what, what is it, 8, 12, 
service, uh, secret service people. Yeah. But I mean, wouldn't that, I mean, you know what, if, if nothing else happened out of that press conference yesterday, an apology to the American people would have been sufficient with me. Yeah. I will say one thing and I'm not, (laughs) you know, my feelings toward Biden, not sticking up for him, but there's this big thing about him with his head and his hands and they're just making it, you know, that, 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 Oh, look, he's in company. He's this. Look at his head and his hands. I mean, there is a point in the human being's life when they've just, you know, I don't know. I mean, to me, it was just an, oh, my God, what am I doing? What's going on moment? It wasn't what the media is making it out to do. I mean, I know, well, I shouldn't say I know. I can assume anyway, he feels horrible about what happened. Oh, I'm sure he does. And, and I, I, I mean, really believe he does. Yeah, and and I think some of that came out with that, um, with that stance, with his head in his hands. You know, that that was his emotion overcoming him. And and I feel bad that we have to have this media that, regardless of who's up there, whether it's Republican, Democrat, or whoever, they've got to spin it the way they want to spin it. They don't want to get into any of the facts. They don't want to give anybody the benefit of the doubt. It's got to be what makes such a sensational story. Oh, this is it. Let's print this. So right. I did feel feel bad for him about that. But and and you were speaking about that moment, and I was in bed listening to it on my phone uh, through a video. And I mean, even while it was live, I'm like, oh, I gotta k- snap a screenshot of that. When have you ever? And like I said, I I get that there's emotions running high with the guy. And he's probably feeling pretty much like crap. Mm-hmm. But when have you ever seen the leader of our nation? Oh. And not, I'm not a fetal position, but a, a uh, submissive position. No, like, never. Never have I ever seen that. And I, I get the, the emotions are running high inside of him that. He's, he's probably thinking, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? Yeah, what do I do now? But at the same time, when you're the leader of what was once the strongest nation in the world, still think we're the greatest nation, might not be the strongest, I'm sure as hell not representing that right now. Yeah, you can't let You can't show that emotion. Yeah, leaders can't show weakness like that. And uh, right. that, was, uh, that was very... Very disturbing as well to see. Jeremy, I see that you called in. What's going on? What's on your mind? Have you heard of the Operation Pineapple Express? I might have to ask Big, I might have to ask Big Sexy about that. <laughs> well, no, no, no. This is a covert military operation that took place. It's called Operation Pineapple Express, and it's a rogue team of retired U.S. vets. They've rescued Afghan allies during secret missions conducted without administration approval. Wow, really? Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. That, that just broke like so five minutes ago. So they're doing that without the knowledge of uh, uh, the administration? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah they're, they're doing it without administration approval. The military is just pretty much just saying, screw it. We're going to do what we got to do. Well, that's. I, I'm glad that um, people are doing, uh, doing things on their own to get people out. That's, you know, that's a positive. I, I mean, yesterday when I heard, uh, you know, I forget which news network it was, but they had broadcasted how the CIA and uh, they're doing special, you know, behind the scenes ops to get people out. I'm like, oh, so much for it being so secret now. Yeah. 
<laughs> kind of like landing in uh, what was it? Mogad? No, no, was it Mogadishu? Mogadishu? Where was it when when they they landed? They pulled up on the beach and all the reporters were there. <laughs> I forget, but yeah, I, I recall that. <laughs> oh, nothing like running a surprise. But Jeremy, what 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 are you? Th- what are your thoughts on what happened yesterday? We're in a big mess, and honestly. If I was Biden, this is what I would do. Whether it be true or not, this is what I would do. They're 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 dropping this all on him. He he's not this guy didn't make all these decisions. We all know that. You're a fool. You'd have to be a fool to believe that Biden made every one of these decisions. Like every bit of this came from his mind. Um well, I do, I do, I do believe. I sincerely believe he's made decisions based on what his commanders have told him. I don't believe he makes even those decisions. I believe that he has. I believe that he has handlers. I, I don't believe he's running the country at all. Clearly, not calling the shots. I don't believe he's running the country at all. I really don't. I believe he's just a figurehead. And. Okay. Makes they, sense. I mean, he's not allowed to take many questions unless they're pre-scripted. I mean, he uh, knows the names. He grabs his little after whatever is written on his teleprompter. He uh, takes his little notepad and sees who's next on the list uh, for them to ask him a question. Well, every yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that he's running the country. I don't believe that. I honestly don't believe that he made the call to even pull out of Afghanistan so quick like this. I don't. I don't believe that his team, his his. Uh, I don't believe that Lloyd Austin, uh, Lloyd Austin, the director of the Pentagon. I don't believe that he knew the logistics of the deal. I don't believe that he. I don't believe that they they looked into the logistics. I don't see they were put they were put in a position. You got to remember this: the Pentagon wasn't even given the wasn't even given Biden or Austin access to the Pentagon till what? It was February before they even got in there. Yeah, February, I think it was. It was February before they even got started getting briefings from the Pentagon. So they never did they never did play catch up like they were supposed to. They never did look into this deal with the Taliban. They didn't understand the logistics. They didn't know that Trump already had a I had a deal that we were pulling the military equipment out. They didn't know that he had a deal that he was gonna bomb the prison. They didn't have any kind of deal whatsoever. They had no idea what they were doing. And I believe that he just signs the papers. Somebody writes them up for him. And if I was him, they're, they're screwing him. They're using him. It's re- we're literally watching elderly abuse. That's, that's, that's what we're watching. Hmm. I, I think that's what we're watching. I believe that, I believe that Biden is not caught. Co- I, I, don't, I don't believe that he uh, is cognitive to make these decisions. I don't believe that he's mentally capable of making these decisions. I believe that he does have something wrong. And that, listen, I'm not getting down on the guy and saying, oh, ha, 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 look at him. He's got something wrong with him. I, I do believe that he ha- has cognitive issues. And I don't believe that they ever thought that the people would find out as fast as they did that, that, that this was a figurehead. So if I was Biden, I would look at my press secretary and say, hey, I'm calling a press conference in there in one hour, and I would shut myself in the Oval Office. I wouldn't talk to anybody, 
I would not let anybody get near me. I would tell the Secret Service, don't even let the vice president in here. And then I would go out and I would say, I don't even care if it was a lie. I would say, hey, the DNC rigged the 2020 election and they made me participate in it. And that, and then I'd leave it at that. Then they'd probably shoot him. Well, I mean, so be it. I mean, dude, he's going to there's no way he's making it the four years. OK, so well, be it. So, so last question I have for you, and then we're going to take it, go to a break. And then uh, when we get back, Linda's going to come on. Uh, so, you know, you're saying that he's not making the one making decisions. Why wouldn't the person making the decisions be looking to do what's in the best interests of our country and our service members right now? Because they don't care, because they want to make us weak, because they're in bed with China. I mean, my God, dude, Soros. Soros has so much power right now that people don't even realize it. Barack Obama is a shadow president. Okay, he is a shadow president. He he has got influence and control. Nancy Pelosi has got influence and control. Chuck Schumer doesn't have influence and control the way that people think he does. He's kind of being left out here. Kamala, I don't believe she has any influence and control. I believe she's just there as a figurehead too. But I believe Soros, Pelosi, and Obama are running the country. That's who I think is running the country. All right. We're going to take a short break. Uh, Linda, you can call right back. We'll get you on. Uh, you're listening to the Slightly Serious Show out of Friday. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, then offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. I guess I guess Linda got impatient. She left. <laughs> um, or, um, you know, she knows she's welcome to call back. Um, but I think Jeremy makes a great point um, because we, we, we know it, it's just too damn apparent that, that Biden is not calling the shots, um, you know, and, um, and we are seeing elder abuse on display because I think the reason why, you know, they made Biden run against his will like they did is because they know if they had like Bernie Sanders or one of the other Democrat candidates on there, they, they know Trump would have. You know, last year mopped up the floor with them. Yeah, that, uh, that's a good possibility. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know. Is that a little far fetched for you, Perk? No, I, I was looking, sorry, I was, I was reading something Prescott has down there about, you know, they knew what trans, Trump, Trump's, Trump's plan was, but they didn't use it because they didn't want him to get any of the credit for. And I, I, I'd have a tendency to agree with that because a president doesn't come up with a plan that, does not have notes or publication or something like that that is there or left behind. You know what I mean? It's not like it was just all in Trump's head. Right. I mean, if, if he had plans with written uh, with the Taliban to get the military out by May, I'm sure that would have been in a memo book somewhere, wouldn't you think? Exactly. They, they just didn't want to, you know, they kind of made it evident from the first hour, it seemed like he was in, that anything with Trump's signature on it was going to be purged period. I mean, look at all the executive orders that he wrote, you know, right. he was, he was handing them out like parking tickets. Yeah. So, the, the first day of presidency for uh, Joe Biden and his administration, uh, you know, they probably went to office depot and got thousands of paper shreds. Yeah. Can you print me off a few reams of these, please? Exactly. I mean, it, it was crazy. So yeah, I, you know, from what I've read about Trump's plan it has been a lot. It was it was much better than what Biden had, which was none. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think Linda is back. Are you there, Linda? 
maybe not. I don't see anybody up top. Yeah. Um, or you could just click her icon and invite her if, if she's interested in joining us. Yeah, I accepted the call and uh, then I invited her as well. Uh, another uh, re- reason uh, this this might have happened, you know, uh, Pert, you sent this over to me. And uh, for those of you that don't have DLive.tv, really <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, we are on Twitch and Facebook, by the way. Um, but but like I said, if in the event we're not over there anymore, they need to come over to DLive and also find us on Rumble. All right. Thanks for stopping by, Mr. Jeremy. It's good to see you. See you Anyways, coming. if you don't have DLive.tv forward slash slightly underscore series, you're missing out on the video feeds, on uh, videos that we play, photographs that we might show. And uh, anyways, uh, this kind of sums it up of what might have happened at Biden at birth. And uh, basically, you see a little newborn baby. And uh, I don't know. It looks like the nurse or someone elbows it in the head or something like that. But anyways, here's for your viewing experience. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international suffered depression. True international suffered depression. True international suffered depression. That saves billions of gallons of gasoline. I mean, billions of uh, two point, I think it's $2.3 billion worth of $500 billion in savings. Two point something billion metric. Two hundred point something million or something or other. Um, <laughs> let's hear it for our president. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, what else do we have to go? Um, oh, I, I like the other one too, and that was pretty fun. Anywho, uh, I'm just mosing through uh, other other topics uh, that we've talked about and continue to be a thing. Is uh, how would it? How would you feel if you got a phone call from your child, and basically your child said, uh, "School teacher went ahead and slapped on a ankle bracelet on him." <laughs> I'd and, be slapping something on the teacher. Yeah, that's uh, apparently what happened to one high schooler, and uh, she basically called her mom, and uh, she has she, she uh, didn't uh, take it lightly. A Washington state mother on Thursday said she was horrified by her daughter's high school for not informing parents about having athletes wear ankle monitors as part of an effort to enforce social distancing to prevent COVID-19. I dropped my daughter off at practice on Monday for volleyball. She had sent me a text saying, hey, mom, they're putting an ankle monitor on me. This is really weird. So that is how I found out. Nikki Hedman told Fox and Friends. Uh, had been contacted the Eatonville High School to confront the athletic director about the angle monitors. Quote, he indeed tells me they, he did put a tracking monitor on my child. He apologized and said he would speak to the coach that did it. It was very short and sweet. There were no answers or who was accountable for what it or what repercussions there were going to be. So they didn't well, sound shocked, did they? No, they didn't. They're like, oh, well, uh, let me... Uh, it's kind of like, uh, let me put you on hold. I'll do a price check. Yeah. <laughs> How? Okay, number one. Why do they need to wear ankle monitors uh, when they're playing volleyball? That's outside, right? Where you don't need masks in most play- schools. They, they want to monitor them 24-7 to make sure they're social distancing. That's, <sighs> that's what the whole thing is about. So I guess when they're 
you know, being active in the sport, they get a pass on that. But uh, I mean, that's way out of bounds. Here you have people in an uproar about mask in school, which, hey, I'm sorry, people, you don't have a problem with your kid wearing a mask at Halloween, so shut up. But <laughs> they're going yeah, to put an ankle bracelet on a kid. And this is the only thing I've seen about it. I haven't seen a big outrage about it like you do nationwide about, oh, my God, you can't make my kid wear a mask. Well, I, I recall I, uh, some months back, was, was it a college, if I recall correctly, that a college received photographs of their students not socially distancing and they basically uh, yeah. put them on suspension. Yeah. Yep. Now, uh, an ankle monitor, I don't know how, I mean, my God, no matter where you go in society, I mean, what if, you go, what if they go to the 7-Eleven? There's going to be people there. Well, yeah, there will be people, so they can just only monitor, you know, based on the other students or athletes that have the ankle monitor. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the whole theory of it wasn't very well thought out. No, it's not. But more importantly, the freaking parents of these kids were never informed about it. That's the biggest uh, issue that I have. Yep. Wow. So they would rather plant uh, like tracking devices on school kids K through 12, but but they would assume not not put those tracking devices on sex offenders or other dangerous criminals out on parole or or have gotten no you know rap sheets probably a mile or two long well they're doing stuff like that i mean you know god forbid one time a kid comes home hey mom they've tattooed a barcode on us so we can get into our classrooms and they know we're supposed to be there or something i mean it's just these are not their children you know they're their responsibility while they're at school to educate and protect them but Hey, after that. Well, you know, I was thinking, I'm like, maybe we should slap one of those on Governor Newsom to make sure he doesn't go to any closed restaurants. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Speaking of governors. uh, So obviously, as you know, uh, Mr. Cuomo is out. And uh, the first uh, day of business uh, for the new governor, she adds 12,000 deaths to the publicized COVID tally. So apparently uh, there was 12,000 people that died on Cuomo's watch that he failed to report. What did you see too, where Cuomo may have to give back like $5 million of his book signing bonus? $5 million of his book signing? Wow. Has has something to do with with a crime or something with all this investigation stuff. And it's it's somehow or another gain from crime. It's, I don't know. I, I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing, but I thought that's interesting. That's quite a bit of uh, pocket change there. Yeah. $5 million. Wow. But yeah, so the first day uh, she came out and claimed that, you know, put out that there's 12,000 more deaths from COVID-19 than Cuomo told the public before. And she said, quote, the public deserves a clear, honest picture of what's happening. And that's what it's and that's whether it's good or bad. They need to know the truth. And that's how we restore confidence. That's what uh, new governor Kathy Hutchell said on the NPR network. So I wonder if they were nursing home patients or who they were. Oh, I, for Cuomo's sake, I hope they were not nursing home patients. Prescott Bob said, uh, Cuomo, uh, left his dog behind. Yeah. I was just typing out something to him. I I'd seen that too. And I, I thought there might be something about, you know, an abandonment law, but evidently not, or maybe it just doesn't apply to him. Oh, I thought, I thought the dog's name was asshole. (laughs) He's <laughs> an asshole. 
<laughs> oh my god! If he really done, if he, I'm sure, I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, he should be brought up on charges for animal abuse. Unbelievable! He left his dog behind. Mm-hmm. What kind of person does that? Uh, former governor of New York. <sighs> yeah, I think um, that dog would probably be more suitable for a, a loving home, you know, versus um, be, being with like um, you know a communist radical dim like Cuomo. Yeah, I would agree with you. I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't even allow Cuomo to have any more children. Does he even? Have, yeah, he has. He's got two daughters, I believe. Two children. Okay. Um, let's see what else did uh, cross the wire. Uh, the Pentagon is saying U.S. troops must get their COVID nineteen vaccines ASAP. <laughs> um, the Associated Press is saying military troops must immediately begin to get the COVID nineteen vaccine. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said in a memo Wednesday ordering service leaders to, quote, impose ambitious timelines for implementation. More than 800,000 service members have yet to get their shots, according to the Pentagon data. And now that Pfizer vaccine has received full full approval from the FDA, the Defense Department is adding it to the list of required shots troops must get as part of their military service. And we, I, I don't think, I don't think this is, comes too much of a surprise to any of us. Uh, I think we had all talked about once any of these shots, I'll continue to call them shots, uh, got an approval from the FDA that is going to be a mandatory thing. And there wasn't really much, I don't think there's no way of getting around it now that it's approved by the FDA. But anyways... Uh, the Austin memo does not dictate a specific timeline for completing the vaccinations, but it says the military services will have to report regularly on their progress. A senior defense official said that Austin has made it clear to the services that he expects them to move quickly and that this will be completed in weeks and not months. And um, I don't know. I, I Like I said, uh, no surprise on my end uh, once, once it's uh, an approved shot from the FDA, you're going to, I think, I think this is just the start of it, folks. I really, I, I don't, we'll see. Well, they're already pushing for employers to make it, you know, a mandate that their employees have the vaccine now that it's been approved. Corporate communism. Yeah. there And yeah, you're starting to see a lot of that here in California to where uh, they're urging Small, even small business owners to uh, have all of their staff get uh, the shots, uh, vaccinations, and whatnot. Um, you all, everyone knows how I feel about that, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, one thing I did hear that dropped today, I believe, is the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has basically um, told the CDC to go kick. Well, go kick, uh, go kick rocks, or or go pound sand. In other words, or is what pound. I like to say. Yeah, or go pound sand, or you know, fuck off. Uh, basically, yeah, or go f yourself. In other words, yeah, pretty much saying, uh, telling the CDC that they have no jurisdiction on whether or not they can tell society whether there can continue to be an eviction moratorium. So as of uh, as of today, uh, there is no longer an eviction moratorium. Uh, they did further go on in the ruling and say that if there were to be an eviction moratorium, that would be something that Congress would need to approve. So my prediction is probably within a week or two, 
you're going to see another, I don't know, emergency bill or something come across the desk of Pelosi and Schumer and all that. So we'll stay tuned to that. Uh, I was reading an article the other day about this one couple. It's actually not a couple. It's uh, this one female and her two daughters who are homeowners who are now living out of their car because they were renting out their one uh, property. And cir- <clears throat> excuse me, circumstances changed to where they needed to move back into their primary residence, uh, but they could not evict their tenant. So that was kind of a sad, sad situation that they were in. There's a vet with her daughter who is now living out of her vehicle because she is homeless, being unable to collect rent from tenants. And I forgot how much it was like twenty seven thousand dollars that she has missed out on. That's yeah, it's an incredible amount of money. And government uh, just took your property. I mean, it's communist. It's almost like eminent domain. Yes. Yep. Well, um, if if you're living somewhere rent free, then you you automatically become a tenant at will and um, and if you're going to evict somebody living somewhere rent free, um, you would have to give them 60 days notice, um, you know, to get out or else or, or and then you have to go file the di- dispossessory and then they have at least seven days to respond, according to Georgia law here. And then if they don't respond with it or they go to court and lose, then you would have a, have to file a writ, uh, you know, to, to, to set their stuff out on the side of the road for and, and and when you do a set out, you're basically telling 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 all the scavengers, "Hey, come and get it." Yeah. Um, it, like like when I became estranged from my mom and and had to leave my old old house because it was in 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 severe decay and disrepair. Um, I I had to I had to do like a sixty day notice on her because she was making some bad choices in her life and um. But but since leaving my old house, I mean, I'm having to rent a room for four hundred twenty five dollars because of my income and me having to get disability income because I have have a disability where I have anxiety issues. Yeah. Well, but uh, but I'm also grateful to have like some some family friends who have been great sources of moral support. If it hadn't been for them, I I, I probably wouldn't even be where I'm at today. Well, that's always important to have. And, you know, it's one of those things. Thank you for the lemons. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the, yeah. for the lemons, Pertwee. And, you know, and I would certainly give a special shout out to good friends, Mike and Missy Gerald and Lynn and Carla Rio, if they're listening to this. Um, and I'm sure even you slightly and you, Pertwee, are very great, grateful that I have friends like them. Oh, yeah. No, it's great to have a good uh, team of support and friends that care. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things to where, like, you know, I... The legitimate cases of people that had lo- have lost their jobs and stuff like that, and were, mm-hmm. and were struggling and all that. I think that's one thing, um, you know. But at the same time, all this financial support—they're supposedly supposed to be like millions of dollars falling to the states to pay the property owners, mm-hmm. uh, basically, in, in you know, for the rental. It's almost like they've also legalized squatting. Because, like, if you have a tenant living somewhere that, and and they're not legally allowed to live there, and then and then they proclaim it's their house, and and they're not going anywhere, that's what you call a squatter, right? But but the the thing where I'm getting that is like less than like fifteen percent of that money has even got out. So you know these people that are owed back rents from their tenants, well, the money should have already been hitting their pockets from the government. Not saying whether I'm not getting into the whole thing, whether I agree with the distribution of the uh, money from government uh, for them, 
that's a whole nother topic on its own. But mm-hmm. when you've allocated over hundreds of millions of dollars uh, for these eviction moratoriums to be given to property owners, mm-hmm. uh, what gives there, uh, Congressman? Um, I don't know. And then you also have to wonder, too, um, whether you know the money that was promised to these landlords, um, whether or not they were just essentially sold a, a flat-out bill of goods. So many, so many questions we have in life that we'll probably never get the answers to. Anyways, Ashley Babbitt's uh, widower discounts death threats experienced by officer who shot her. And uh, Mr. The widower of Ashley Babbitt told the U.S. Capitol police officer who killed his wife during the siege of the Congress to, quote, suck it up and get over death threats he has been subjected to since the shooting. Uh, Pointing to his own experience, Aaron Babbitt discounted officer Michael Byrd's stated dismay over people threatening to kill and decapitate him ever since he fatally shot Ashley Babbitt, a 35-year-old Air Force veteran and Trump supporter. I don't even want to hear him talk about how he's getting death threats and he's scared, Aaron Babbitt told Fox News. Um, I've been getting death threats since January 7th, 2, 3, 5, 10 a day, and I did, and all I did on January 6th was become a widower. So you're going to have to suck it up, bud, and take it. And I know the Washington Examiner wants to make this guy look bad. But after what this guy has gone through, losing his wife, I, I, I wouldn't have any sympathy towards the person who allegedly shot my wife either. I think that's just human nature. And uh, like I said, uh, for uh, for the reason uh, you know on this for this show, I will say that uh, you know the officer Michael Bird is the alleged. We're going to say alleged. We don't know for for certain that he shot him or not, uh, shot her or not. Oh, I saw an article today that said he did, and they're not okay. going to they're not going to prosecute because he was uh, doing his job and protecting those that were in the building. Oh, I wasn't aware that they came out with his name. And guess what? It's uh, kind of the scenario that we were suspecting. Huh. <laughs> the, the picture I, sh- I saw anyway was. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I know. I know. That's. Uh... <sighs> Do you think there's going to be anything further? I mean, uh, there has to be. I, I just can't imagine how. What are the differences between two murders? I mean. I read the article earlier today, and I don't see a bunch of white people burning down buildings tonight about it. So I doubt anything's going to happen. Yeah, I guess that's what it takes, right? It takes a bunch of peaceful protesting. Seems like it. <laughs> I mean, it does. Oh, my God. Uh, it's like the answer to life. Oh, there is, a, there is an answer to life? I didn't know that. Yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. They say it's 42. Huh. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to read that one. Anyways, he's not uh, basically bottom line. He's uh, he's has no sympathy toward the officer. Uh, the, and I think there's, he's still pursuing legal action, although I guess, you know, there's nothing that he nor the family can do to proceed with trying to get criminal charges pressed against the officer. And um, I don't know. I guess it's one of those situations where uh, you, you just have to hope you have to believe in karma and karma's a bitch. I don't know. 
It's a, that's a very, if I'm in Aaron, Aaron Babbitt's situation, I, that's a very tough pill to swallow in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how you go from that. I mean, obviously you have to continue to put one foot in front of the other. And why the hell anybody would be threatening his life? I have no idea. I mean, it must be the, those peaceful protesters that were angered with him or something. I don't know. Anywho, we're going to take our last break of the night. It's getting very hot in here. But I'm not taking off all my clothes. Enjoying yourselves? Then please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and many of the other social media platforms, including Twitter at Slightly Serious, Instagram, and Facebook. Our podcasts are also available to download on many different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and many more. All right, welcome back. We'll try to finish the last half hour of the show. If anybody has any topics that they'd like to call in about, you're more than welcome. Open phone lines for the rest of the of the show if you have anything on your mind or would like to call in and say hi. Uh, Bismarck, welcome to the show. Um, Governor Tom Wolf calls on uh, state lawmakers to return to Harrisburg to pass school mask mandates. And uh, per you were making the, uh, a comment earlier. It sounds like you, uh, you're, you've become in favor of uh, masking in schools. Is that am I on, on uh, track with that? Yeah, I mean, I've never really been against the masking in school. You've got a closed environment. A lot of times you can't get the circulation. And, you know, people, oh, well, the masks aren't effective. Well, they are effective to a percentage. And the more people that wear them, the more that percentage goes up. So anything to better your odds. Yeah. So I'm, I'm for mask in school. All right. And uh, anyways, the uh, letter t- to Senate President Pro Tempore Jake Corman and House Speaker Brian Cutler Wolf pointed out that COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths have been on the rise at a time when students are heading back to the classroom. Quote, overwhelmingly, these parents' messages favor a statewide mask mandate for schools, especially in schools where children cannot be vaccinated yet. And uh, he, Wolf said that as of July 30th, only 59 out of the 474, 474 school districts that submitted health and safety plans to the Department of Education have implemented mandatory masking policies. Says, quote, it is clear that action is needed to ensure children are safe as they return to school. So uh, here you go. Uh, sent you an article on the Babbage. Yeah, you can read that. For your personal, if you if you want yeah, it, sure. I will. Thank you for that. Um, oh, just see, hey nipples. <laughs> I, I see what uh, is on just see's mind. Nipples, right? <laughs> uh, anywho, yeah, I I, I did uh, quite a, a bit of thinking. You know, I was, I was sick uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and I think I, I identified how I got sick. I, I think it's just all the stuff on my plate, all the stress of life. And it kind of makes you, I don't know, made, it kind of made me think about a lot of things. And it's one of those things to where it's, yeah, on nightly, we go on nightly and we t- discuss all the bullshit that's hitting the airwaves, what the administration's doing, what your you know, states are doing, what your congressmen are, are not doing. And what they are or not promoting. But it's gotten to be one of those things to where it's like sometimes it gets to be overload. And it's amazing. It's really amazing how much st- 
stress it plays on on a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm not talking necessarily about just me. I'm just in general. And it's it's so you know I I see how you know people like you know say Rush Limbaugh or you know other like people that are very passionate. I think they all stress themselves out and die. <laughs> I mean, they get so pissed off. Could be something there to it. I'm telling yeah. you, I don't know. So, anyways, that's uh, another reason why you need to uh, get involved in your communities because to get more uh, stressed. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, you you alleviate the stress off of the fewer people that are trying to get your asses, your guys' asses off the couch to do something about it. They had to relieve stress, get all the politicians in a dunk tank and sell baseballs for a buck a throw. Oh my God, we'd be instant millionaires. Well, until we got taxed. And then <laughs> we'd have half a million. But if the way the government had it their way, we'd have like pesos. Anyways, um, good news uh, for you uh, holding uh, Bitcoin and uh, Doji Do- Dogecoin. Uh, Bitcoin at this hour is nearing $50,000 a coin again. So that's that's very exciting news. And uh, if you like Snoop Dogg and living that doggy dog life, well, you're at about I want to say almost 30, 30 cents. Would I be right? Let's see. Let's take a uh, really quick peek here. Yeah, twenty nine twenty nine point two cents a coin. So it's not too bad. Anywho, well, um, I'm trying to think. Big Sexy and I, we had a lovely dinner tonight. And uh, if you haven't followed Big Sexy, how many, uh, how many uh, in the show are, are already following Big Sexy? One in the chat if you are. Two if, two if you're not over on the gram of Insta. Three if you have no social media whatsoever. Or three if you're just a social media, like... Totally against yeah. Him, against him. Well, and and I know Pert. We will repeat his three D's on why he doesn't do social media. That's right. Drama, divorce, and death. Drama, divorce, and death. Wow. And you're not alone in that, Pert. Is it drama then death? Or wait, is it divorce, death, and then drama? It's drama, then divorce, then death. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spooky, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. I, I think I'd rather have it. Uh, if you want to type that on the video feed. <laughs> I think I'd rather have it be drama. No, divorce. I don't know. Drama. Death. If you if you did, the divorce part doesn't matter though slightly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of right. gotta be at the end of the list. Yeah, I guess. All right. Anyways, if you haven't been following uh, the big sexy uh, over on Instagram to seeing what the good eats of the day are, you can follow him over on dumpling underscore six one nine. And uh, tonight we had corned beef cabbage. No, no, no cabbage. Corned beef onion over rice tonight. He usually likes corned beef. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I'm I'm jealous now. I love corned beef cabbage. No, no cabbage. No cabbage. It was corned beef onion. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Usually we have. Usually we have. He does make uh, corned beef cabbage. I think he picked some stuffed peppers last weekend. That's another favorite of mine. Yeah, that's, that sounds good. The uh, my God, the the jalapeno wrapped bacon wrapped jalapenos. I should say they look Those wonderful. tasty the other night. <clears throat> Maybe that's what got me sick. <laughs> no, that clean you out there. Yeah, I don't know, but it was oh, it was so good. 
And then uh, later tonight, we're going to call, be having what's called halpia. Have you ever had halpia? Halpia? Halpia. No, I don't think I've heard of it. You've never heard of halpia. Anybody on the show heard of halpia? One, one in the chat if you do. Spell with an H or a J? H-A-U-H-A-U-P-I-A. No, I haven't heard of that. Have I had that before, honeybee? Two, nobody, nobody's heard of it. Okay, let me bring up a picture of halpia. No, I haven't had it. So there you go. There's, there's halpia right there. Do you see it? I'm still waiting. Am I D-Live? There we go. Um, I think he posted a picture of that. I mean, that, that's a new dessert. Hot Is dish. that cheese? No, it's not cheese. It's a, a, a Hawaiian coconut pudding. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. I would like, because I love raw coconut. I'd probably like that. You, you probably would. I'm not a big coconut fan, so I would probably respectfully have to pass. It, it kind of has the consistency of like jello. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. So anyways, that's what's for dessert. And he also made poi, but I'm not I'm not big on poi. Any any poi fans? I would no. like that Halpia with some fresh blueberries. Oh, blueberries sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyways, uh the poi, uh the poi he made, uh that's not his poi, but that's what poi is. Oh, honey, honeybee's calling in. Oh, interesting. We better call. We better pick up that call. Oh, and then it says, "Sorry, honeybee can't join now." Must have been a what? <laughs> <laughs> She's prank calling us. Hey, speaking of speaking of prank calls, yes, um, I do have. Uh, I need to get uh, to my voicemails because we got a new uh, voicemail from uh, Mr. Patrick that we need to get to, and uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. No, uh, Patrick, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, where's it at? Let's see. That's, I need to get to the phone here and do that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we, I got a, this is like the strangest call that we've ever had from Mr. Patrick. So, uh, hopefully where, where's, uh, Jeremy at? Um, he was watching over on Facebook, um, which I did make it a point to acknowledge him in that video chat. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, here, uh, so go ahead and uh, here's uh, the, the, the most recent call we've gotten from Mr. Patrick. Maria, Patrick. Interesting news. I've been able to make contact with a housekeeper or a programmer for Dominion. Got some eyes and ears out in the field now. Seems to be repercussions from that. I'm noticing my black SUV every night. Maria, interesting news. Act with a housekeeper or a programmer for Dominion. 
got some eyes and ears out in the field now. Seems to be repercussions from that. I'm noticing my black SUV every now and then without license plates on it. And then also, when I'm out and about at times, I'm seeing these people with dark sunglasses on who are speaking to their cufflinks, if you know what I mean. I tell you, never in a million years would I have suspected anything like this was going to be going on. It is just totally, totally crazy. And it broke, what, yo, jeez. Is that real? That was it. I don't know what the hell happened to the guy. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> hopefully there's more to come. Who knows? <laughs> I hope so too. Hopefully that's not the last we hear from Patrick. But uh, yeah. He, uh, oh my God. That's Eric. Are you sure this is not you? Positive. Um, how, how on earth would I, would I be able to do this? Um, Jeremy already swears it's a certain like Sermenti, but we haven't been able to get Sermenti on to confirm or deny it. Um, we know it's not Mike and we know it's not Cubella and, um, or I wonder if it might be, um, dare I guess a certain captain dildo or Trump train that we've not seen in a hundred years. <laughs> I don't know. Why is freaking weird? It does sound like froggy Prescott, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I did, but I did make it a point to say, you know, all grown up. <laughs> Yeah, an all-grown-up frog. Yeah, um, Hoff, this is uh, someone who's been leaving voice messages for the past... Kind of cryptic. Like four weeks. Obviously, this person, whoever it is, is using a voice changer. Uh, they mm-hmm. did have a Facebook page after the first week. I was able to locate them, and then it got... Basically, Facebook took them down. Uh, ever since then, I they call from a... On a restricted number, so I don't. I'm not able to trace the callback. But uh, yeah, it's it's really weird. And, uh, well, um, you know, speaking of Facebook, we know how woke Facebook is. Oh yeah, they are very woke. Well, and then I even saw, you know, and then there was already that story we've mentioned previously of Alex Jones becoming woke. But I've weighed in on a couple other Facebook and Instagram posts that Arch Candy and other friends have posted. And it's gotten a couple of likes from our Podbean friends. Yeah, the, the entire country is going woke. I guess I, I don't. I don't understand it. I don't know if I'll ever get it. Um, Me neither. Oh, I. Uh, I have. I do have some other fantastic news. Uh, we uh, big sexy and I got. Uh, we met with our graphic. I guess you could call him a graphic designer, but package designer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got uh, six. I think about six different, uh, I don't know, um, graphics for packaging, some samples that he, he drew up. So we'll be going through those this weekend. So that's very exciting. One step closer to getting some uh, beef chips out to everybody. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. As soon as I have a website to plug for that, I'll, I'll let you all know. So woke oh. they have insomnia. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 
<laughs> so are you going to have different uh, graphics on each flavor or one graphic and then just different names, your flavor names? Um, it's probably going to be primarily one graphic. It'll, it'll have a little window in the bag so you can see the actual product. Um, but there will be different colors. Like uh, we do intend on like having different colors according to the flavor. Like sure. as far as maybe the the flavor name might be color coded differently. That way, that you, you, there's a difference yeah. uh, between flavors. Is your bag going to be filled like the the bag on that plane flight. <laughs> um. Yeah. About that. Let me uh, bring that over. That was pretty funny too. So yeah, it's gonna have a little, a few more pieces than uh, this person's uh, bag of chips that he was served over on a flight over on Air Serbia. I mean, technically, you would have to call that a bag of chips, plural. Yeah, that you still have to call this a bag of chips. Oh yeah. Uh, for those of you uh, not watching on D Live. So it's a passenger on a plane opening up this uh, yellow and red bag of chips. And (laughs) he opens up the whole damn thing because there's nothing at the top of it. And let's see, there's one, two, three, three, three potato chips and the whole entire damn bag. (laughs) What a ripoff. That packaging costs more than the chips had to. Oh, yeah. The the packaging had to cost more than the contents of the bag. That's for sure. I wonder, I, you know what I'd love to know? I would love to know what the nutritional facts said on the bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, instead of like 24 grams of carbs, it's like 0. 0.0024 grams of carbs. Right. Well, um, it, hey, um, I think that dude just got robbed. Wouldn't y'all agree? I think so. He got, he got robbed big time. Uh, you know, as far as like, uh, you know, you know how most packages have like more than one serving so it says like three mm-hmm. in this bag it probably says 0. 0.4 or 0. 0.5 servings in a bag oh my god talk that about talk about a way to try to get people to uh tone it down on their calendar i know right that's a fantastic idea yeah <laughs> well, i i um, uh- it, it, this sounds like a repeat of like when Michael Bloomberg was mayor of New York, I'm banning the big gulps. Oh yeah. How, how'd that go for Michael Bloomberg? That didn't last. Very I, long, well, um, you know, I guess um, he basically wanted to turn New York city into kind of a nanny state, which earned him the title nanny Bloomberg. Yeah. I that's I don't know that sounds like something they would do here in California too I'm sure. Nanny Newsom, but we're looking to get him recalled in in less than three weeks. We have we have our fingers crossed. That's that's for damn sure. I mean, who knows? Maybe if he gets he gets reinstated, maybe maybe it's time to leave California. Mm-hmm. I'll have to let Big Sexy know that he gets uh, reinstated. We might have to be going. Send him further west. Don't send him east if he leaves California. Who Newsom or Big Sexy? No, no Newsom. Send him what? Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, if you hey if you send him east, you could probably send him further east than Georgia and South Carolina and North Carolina out into the Atlantic Ocean, or better yet, send him out into the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, there you go. I mean, I was I was thinking I would do an even trade for uh, you know uh, you know someone crossing the border. You know, and 
Hey, and to borrow from the movie The Addams Family, perhaps Dr. Pender Schloss will find Governor Newsom in the Bermuda Triangle with amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So um, this is I, uh, this came out the other day. I think I don't think we got covered this, that the uh, Pfizer CEO predicts that a vaccine resistant COVID-19 variant is likely to emerge. Hmm. Hmm. Shock. What were the odds of that, right? <laughs> Uh, Albert Burla said on Tuesday at uh, some point in the future, a strain of COVID-19 that is resistant to vaccines is likely to emerge. Every time that the variant appears in the world, our scientists are getting their hands around it. Does he mean that scientists are getting their hands around creating a new one or anyways, they are researching to see if this variant can escape the protection of our vaccine. We have identified, we haven't identified any yet, but we believe that it is likely that one day one of them will emerge. I, I'm, I'm done reading the story. I'm, yeah. I'm over the whole thing. I mean, like I said, it's unfortunately it's going to be, in my opinion, you know, you can all criticize me later if I'm wrong. Uh, I don't think that will happen, but it's going to be an annual th- uh, shot, just like the flu is now. I saw that story too. Well, yeah. the humans will start to build up enough of a of an immunity to at least immunity. fight it off. Maybe not prevent them from getting it, but fight it off like they do a cold now. Right. And that's what I think. I mean, it'll take time for that to happen. Uh, and until then, we just, you know, need to be aware of it. And I mean, even the the scare that I had the other day, uh, I wasn't, uh, I had no second thoughts of, oh, damn, I should have done this or I should have done that. Um, you know, obviously I was praying it didn't get worse, but, um, you know, you just... <laughs> You take the precautions that you feel you need to and, you know, trying to continue living on your life and mm-hmm. can't be, can't be a, a hermit like Joe Biden. Well, and I think to run down some stories um, that that broke while you were away, um, I like this, the story that was picked up of Morning Joe viewers being furious about Nebraska Senator Ben Sass's appearance on the Morning Joe program and then and then ABC being rocked by a a Me Too scandal some four years after NBC and CBS and other networks. Thank you, Pert. And um, and then Rudy Giuliani's saying that the bogus election fraud claims about Dominion are substantially true. Yeah, Gi- uh, Giuliani's trying to say that he's standing st- standing by his claims that uh, the claims of uh, there being election fraud in the Dominion systems, right? And Bill Maher... Um, of course, I'm not a fan of him, but he says he doesn't want a COVID-19 booster shot. So, and then Buster Rhymes rails against COVID safety protocols as well. Well, if he doesn't want one, okay, then just don't get one. Well, it, exactly, because I think the last time we checked, it, it is our right as Americans to accept or refuse. But one thing we would strongly urge people is to be talking to their doctors who are who are licensed to practice medicine and not be taking medical advice from people who aren't licensed to practice medicine. Yeah, exactly. It, okay. it just seems like like the culture we're living in today is, you know, hell-bent on putting um, licensed doctors out of business. And um, and I think it's like Google and your new, news organizations, like the media personalities and pundits, celebrities, and politicians have, have become doctors and they're not licensed. Yeah, you see a lot of that. But, uh, you know, going back to that, I mean, it, it, on both sides of it, number one uh, – don't be out there bitching and complaining because you might have gotten the vaccine, uh, but oh my God, I'm not going to take the, 
the booster shot. All right. Well, nobody gives a shit. That's you. Do, do, you do you. You don't need to broadcast it to the world. Nobody gives a shit what you do. Uh-huh. Everybody should be concerned with what they do. And, and the same goes for the people that get vaccinated. You've got your, you, if you've been vaccinated, don't be shaming people for their, their rights, right to choose not to get a, a shot. Well, and there are some people who cannot get the shot. It's not a choice. They have been instructed by their doctors or they have other reasons that they're unable to get the, the shot. Yeah, you have that as well. And uh, it's just, I mean, come on, treat everybody with dignity and respect. What you do with your body is your business. What I do with mine is mine. And you know what? We can still cohabitate Tate. and uh, everything will be fine. You'll live. You, I promise. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, I mean, I do agree with that. But then I think as far as Bill Barr is concerned, you know, with him being a comedian, I think his job is really supposed to entertain his audience and not be, 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 be like so, you know, pushing political beliefs down other people's throats, you know, let people decide, um, you know, their political beliefs for themselves. Yeah, but I, you know, but you look at any, I mean, hell, look at the, the last, you know, when mm-hmm. Will and Grace try to make a comeback and do an encore uh, series. Oh, it sucks. That was I think that ran for like four or five seasons. And um, that I wonder if it's now in syndication with the original eight seasons. Let's slightly finish. That, that, was, that was nothing but political. Exactly. I, mm-hmm. I was huge Will and Grace fans. It was a fen- phenomenal comedy series. Same here. First one. Within the first two episodes, I was done. <laughs> Same way. I, I think I watched one and a half. I don't think I made it all the way through the second one. It wasn't funny. There nope. was no funny parts about it. They wanted to basically they wanted to brainwash what you felt, what you what your thoughts were. And if it didn't align with them, then it was like, you know, and, and that's exactly the way I felt about it. it. It wasn't even comedy done with a political viewpoint. It, it was like you said. It was mind washing one hundred and one. I mean, if they could have made like f- fun uh, a little bit more, like slapsticky, uh, I guess maybe uh, I could have bought into it. But no, uh, they were that show and that second uh, go around of uh, for that series. There was a political narrative, and that was all. Yeah, they ruined it. So. <laughs> Was it the same writers as the first, uh, you know, the first run? That I don't know. Mm, that, but that is an interesting question to say the very least. Um, but honestly, I, it, it, you know, I mean, I, I would rather, you know, you know, have like wholesome family shows like Alf and Dinosaurs and the Brady Bunch back on our TV sets um, when back then everything was apolitical because, the, you know, that they, they, they told stories that you know, spoke to our hearts and souls and, and, and we, and, and not being shows that we would watch mindlessly like zombies. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the early, early nineties, I would say just the nineties in general was a good time. Late early nineties, uh, all the way through the mid nineties, I would say was good TV. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, they, they need to oh, yeah. Something with it because it's it's gone to hell in a handbasket. I don't even hell. I haven't watched live TV in over four or five months. I don't think I don't even know why. I I don't even know why I pay for my uh, fuck. What is it even called that I pay for? Um, Uh, 
Hulu Plus Live. Yeah, I don't. Thank I don't, God I don't subscribe to that. I, well, I cut the cord because my my satellite bill was like one hundred fifty dollars a month just for TV, and uh, I'm like, yeah, bye bye Dish Network, and I brought in uh, Hulu Live TV. Most important was like the local news channels, and uh, I was only paying like forty nine ninety nine a month. I think it's up to like sixty five, but uh, it's 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 a great uh, service if you watch TV for the money. Well, hey, I got a used television set in my bedroom, but at my house, um, but it's just sitting on a table collecting dust because for the last year to year and a half, I've even I've not even felt like watching TV because TV is just garbage. Um, and even the old man says it best: turn off the news because um, you'll because after maybe a few days or a few weeks, you won't miss it. Right. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, God bless them. I think, and, you know, the old man and Grammy, they're good people. Yeah, no, they are. They're good, uh, good people. And Dean is good people too. Yeah. They have a, a great show in the morning and I just wish I was able to get up that early to, to listen. Well, hopefully you and big sexy are still downloading the, the shows when they get published. And you can also catch their encore presentation weekdays at, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on WESN, which is the Epic Strategies Network. Yep, that uh, that I am aware of, and uh, we do uh, well. And the Friday Night Music Show will be going live soon, but but I know we'll probably be wrapping up in a few minutes. Yep, that we will be, and uh, trying to uh, get into relaxation mode for the weekend and go from there. And Bumblebee, it's good to see you, PBG Richard Sasu Sasu. I like that. Oh, that's a nice name. Yeah. Anywho, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Um, Eric, anything you would like to, uh, any, it's been, it's been a few days. Um, yeah. Finally, well, hopefully you're, hopefully you're starting to fit, you know, feel, feel better from the past couple of days, but, um, we do want to acknowledge our friend, crazy Kane, who lives in Louisiana that, you know, he's had to cancel a couple of his shows because of that Ida storm that that's coming in, but hopefully um, the people down in Louisiana remain safe and that hopefully the Louisiana and Texas coast can hopefully dodge a bullet. If not, hopefully, you know, they, you know, they, they, they take shelter and, you know, and, you know, and, and, and remain safe as, as much as possible. And we, but, and hopefully we'll hear, hear an update from crazy Kane soon. Yeah, hopefully uh, everything's uh, works out okay for the crazy cane, and uh, hopefully um, all. Yeah, and um, yeah, you know, wishing everybody a blessed weekend because I'm I'm probably going to be enjoying the sun tomorrow afternoon. Oh hell! Uh, go be less white and get a sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be sunburned on my torso this time around. I've got a UV shirt that's long sleeve. And- all right. Well, I'll hold you to that. If I hear on Monday you uh, oh, you're moving around. Well, um, oh, but I, I know you'll probably um, get, get giving out more lashings very soon. Yeah, I have to get the strength to uh, get the whip out from underneath the desk and uh, get that prepared for next week. Or, or unless you need Big Sexy to come in the studio and and, and hand out the lashings. <laughs> oh, he'd probably enjoy it. He 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 gives. He's probably tired enough of giving me the lashings. Um, uh, um <laughs> hey, when Lady Me comes in, we know, we know she loves the hell out of it too. But hopefully, she's doing all right. That she does. Well, Pert, it's uh, another week in the books. I guess I've survived another week of life. Congratulations! Yeah, I think I appreciate that. I think. Well, September is almost here. Thank God, all August is almost out of here. 
Yeah, it's been a it's been a horrible horrible month at the at, at the shop. But, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Pert. Will you? <laughs> uh, Pert, any final thoughts? You know, I was traveling back home today because I was on the road this week, and there's a bunch of cops, and they had the school shut down and all. Was asking people around, said, "What the heck's going on?" They said, "Well, there's a report of a kidnapping." But I just want to tell you, everything was fine because about a half hour later, the kid woke up. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad the kid woke up from his nap. Yeah, that's a dad joke. So, no, <laughs> uh-huh. I like that. Well, I don't know if if I have any uh, words of wisdom in during the weekend. I guess uh, I don't know. Don't uh, don't take life for granted. Go out and make sure you uh, reach out to the ones that you love. Say hi to them. Say hi to your neighbors. Make make new friends. We have enough enemies in our life in our society, namely our president Joe Biden. We need more love. Love, love is good. But don't stress yourself out over the small things. Don't sweat the small stuff, as they like they used to say. And uh, just enjoy your life and uh, try to make the world a better place for you and me. And drink your Topo Chico. Oh yes, love. I, I'm I'm waiting for the grocery stores in my area to get some more Topo Chico sh- stocked on the shelves. It's actually lately been vitamin water. I know. It's what? What am I going to do? I don't have Topo Chicos right now. Now, if they'd ever sponsor the show, I'd have an endless supply. Hint, hint. <laughs> be pretty cheap for them to do. Oh, I think so. I mean, uh, I'm not too far from Mexico, so the uh, shipping wouldn't be too bad. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you all have a fantastic weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll see you back here Monday night at 930. Don't forget to follow us over on the Twitter Twitter. It's slightly serious. Over. Uh, you can also email us if you have any questions, concerns, or just can't, can't stand me and you just want to talk whatever you want to talk. You can email me at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com. Or head over to the slightly show.com or not the slightly show, but slightly show.com into the contest. If you haven't already time's running out, if you are expecting three people to die that are uh, celebrities, but if you uh, get three celebrities dead between now and the end of the year, you win a hundred dollars cash slightly. Yeah. I I just want to make sure, you know, I'm not going to break the rules. If I bought a ticket for my three picks to Afghanistan, would that be cheating? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay i won't do that then that's uh, anyways uh head over there slightly show.com forward slash contests and uh, like i said we'll see you back here monday night 9 30 eastern time till then god bless and god bless america night all Good night. For listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you and I love your show.